Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 329 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, I'm joined by Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey, and welcome, listeners, and uh, hope you are doing well out there, wherever you are in the world today. Indeed, it is a strange world, that's for sure. Yeah, we're we're going we're going into uh, well we're in lockdown again here in uh, Melbourne, Victoria. Yeah, uh, and yeah, with the num- curfew, numbers are going up. Yes, I've never Who lived. Have ever thought? I have never lived anywhere with a curfew before. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, Strange so time. eight p.m. curfew for you. It, yeah, it's, it's all it's all fine for me because that they're my uh, operating hours anyway. I'm usually in bed by eight p.m. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No problem at all. No change, huh? No change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And then what? Only like one? You're only allowed out for one hour for some exercise, but you've got to stay within 5Ks of your house. A lot of kind of rules. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting rules. But yeah, hopefully it'll make a difference. And Yeah. Just trying to limit, move, yeah, limit the movement of people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, anyway. Alloys. Yes, Jeff. This sounds like it could be a joke coming up. What do you call a sleeping bull? Um, don't know, Jeff. A bulldozer. <laughs> that that's almost funny. I reckon you you didn't you definitely didn't come up with that one. No, I didn't. It was actually a joke from the under twelve footy team. So from a from a young grade sixer came up with that one and told it um, on our Zoom footy meeting. Oh, there you go. And that's Aussie rules footy, right? It is Aussie rules footy, yes. Because they're not allowed to play, so we're just catching up on Zoom. It's how you do things these days. <laughs> that's good. And are you able to, uh, like, are the kids still doing some training at home? Um, yeah, we try and get them to do a few little drills, yeah. Try and, um, like, handball the ball against the wall or, you know, kick the football. And I guess, Alois, you know, people can do the same with table tennis. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's always something you can do, um, even just sitting down and thinking about the game and yeah, thinking about what you uh, want to improve. Yeah, practicing getting spin on the ball, um, hitting it against the wall. Lots of things you could do. Yes. we've got a, We've got a, We do have a video on uh, of training by yourself, so I might put a link on about that. Let's do that. Yeah. Visit pingskills.com and check it out. Um, we need to actually update that link, though. Um, update that video, sorry. It is yeah. a little old, but it's still relevant. It's still relevant, but it was made in the 1920s, I reckon. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm sure I had hair at that stage. Uh, yes. Well, anyway, Alois, I was wondering, did anything interesting happen on this day? Uh, funny you should mention that. It's actually, today is... Well, the 6th of August um, is Christian Carlsen's birthday. Mm-hmm. So uh, Christian Carlsen, great Swedish player. Um, and I was I was actually a little bit surprised, but he's won three Swedish men's singles championships in 2014, 15 and 18. So, uh, so that's a pretty impressive effort from such a strong country. Um, and Christian Carlsen, not known that well, but I remember seeing him play here at the Australian Open in 2018, I think it was, or it might have been, yeah, it might have been 2018, and um, yeah, really nice, uh, nice player, left-hander, 
Um, nice, neat game. So, yeah, good to see him. And he's also um, silver medalist at the European Championships in doubles a couple of times um, and won the European... Oh, sorry, a silver medal in the European Games teams event as well for Sweden. So um, he's 29 years old today, is... is uh, Christian Carlson, but uh, happy also, birthday, Christian! Yes, indeed. And and coming up on the 9th of August is uh, a player that we met at the uh, 2018 Australian Open Championships as well. It might have been the 2017 Championships. Who knows nowadays? Uh, <laughs> it was Quadri Aruna. So uh, yeah, Quadri, uh, yeah, really nice chap. And uh, we were doing, we were helping out doing some um, activation things with. Uh, some kids at the Australian Open and uh, Quadri was helping out there as well. So Yeah, he was super popular. The kids loved him. Uh, yeah, it was great to see, wasn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, really nice guy. So uh, and he, he won a silver medalist medal at the um, at the Commonwealth Games in 2018 on the Gold Coast in the men's singles. So yeah, very accomplished player as well is Quadri Aruna from Nigeria. There you go. Excellent. All right, now, Alois, this show is you know, about answering uh, table tennis questions. And we have some incredible ones today. First up from Tim. He says, do you think it's possible that there will be a high-level chop blocker with long pips or anti-spin and short pips on the other side? And if so, what would his game plan be? Yeah, good question. I I think it's really difficult um, at the highest level to play like that, Tim. Um so I mean, with the with the long pips and ante, that's you know possible on one side, but then the short pips on the other side doesn't really allow them to to attack well enough um, off the and and to counter spin as well. So I think it'd be really difficult, but you know it's um, obviously not nothing's impossible, and the game changes, and uh, who knows, someone might come up with some sort of game plan with uh, with a a dead rubber on one side and short pips on the other and, and come up and beat the rest of the world. Who knows? You know, especially now with the with the bigger ball, um, we, we're seeing that strokes are starting to flatten out a bit. You know, Harry Modo's stroke is a lot flatter than um, than the you know the old topspin players. So um, yeah, who knows, Tim? But... And what do you think about like just short pimpled players um, like? Um... Lu Guoliang and Zhang Jialing, I can never say that name. But they used to be so dominant. Um, but now they, there doesn't seem to be many uh, people just playing with short pips only anymore. Yeah, Falk, Falk uh, plays well. He's, of course he does. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he did okay at the Worlds. <laughs> he, he, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not, it's not um, something that's really been prominent in the last 20 years. Uh, but oh, and it was yeah. a surprise that he did make that final. But yeah, yeah you yeah. know, whereas Lu Guoliang, you know, champion, uh, how many world championships did Zhang Jialing win? Yeah, he won two as well. Yeah, Zhang Jialing. So yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting thing, you know. I mean, uh, in in a couple of years' time or next year after the Olympics, we might say that wow, here's here's this guy who's just come out of nowhere with short pimples and won the won the gold medal at the at the Tokyo Olympics. So, yeah. So do you think it, it could be possible, or do you think that just the game has evolved and people are better at um, playing with topspin now? It's it's hard to know, isn't it? 
yeah, never say never. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it um, is is the best way to go. But having said that, it does actually suit what's happening with the strokes at the moment with the yeah. with the ball sitting up a little bit more players playing a little bit flatter as well so yeah yep. who knows excellent well great question tim um and yeah some brings up some interesting discussion points i like it um next question is from shoria and shoria says hi alice and jeff i was wondering what to do if my opponent forces me around onto his side of the table in the middle of a rally he says he's seen it done before, and he's wondering, is is that the end of the point, or are you, or you're allowed to keep playing? What and and what should you do if you end up there? Yeah, good question, Sharia. Um, it's um, it's one of those things that um, it doesn't happen very much, obviously. So so if your opponent puts a lot of backspin on the ball, and you know the ball tends to have to be a li- fairly high, um, and it can bounce on your side and then go back over the net. And onto their side, you are allowed to run wherever you like. Um, so you can run around the other side of the table and hit that ball. Now your opponent can't, you know, block you from from running around the table. But also, I mean, you can't go up the other end and you know just um, deliberately push your opponent out of the way or anything. But I've never never really seen it happen. You'd but, have to um, be pretty quick to get all the way around there. Yeah, mm. that's right. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, the, the simple answer is that you are allowed to move anywhere around the table. So you're not limited to your side of the net or your side of the table. You can run around anywhere. And it does happen every now and then. Yeah, great question. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I might just add, so you're not allowed to touch the net though. Um, so if you're um, you know, going past or hitting a shot and you, and you touch the net, that would be the other, other player's point. Interesting, okay. All right, got it. No touching the net. That's it. But run wherever you like. <laughs> cool. And um, I guess this is kind of a little bit related, but Jason has another question. He says, what exactly is an attacking chopper? He says he knows about a defensive chopper and he knows what that is, but he's not sure what an attacking chopper is. And he says his cousin is constantly backhand chopping, but also attacking. So what is he? Yeah, well, uh, Jason, I'd say he's an attacking chopper. So some classic um, uh, attacking choppers, are, you know, Chen Wei Jing um, is great. Um, uh, Ju Se Hyuk as well. So that, so basically what they do is when they get the opportunity to uh, counterspin, they'll they'll take it, especially on their forehand side. So they'll they'll chop defensively, or they'll chop. Um, on their backhand side in general, you know, using a long pimple most of the time. But as soon as the attacking player plays a slower uh, topspin or um, a weaker ball, then they'll come in and uh, and counterspin that. Or not even come in that close to the table. They might just counterspin from where they are. So, um, yeah, so that's basically what the, the attacking chopper is. I mean, we, we tend to call them the modern defender. Um, and we've got a bit of a video uh, tutorial on how to play against the modern defender, but um, th- they they provide a really exciting game to watch, I think, and um, and it's a fun way to play as well. But yeah, that's basically what they are, Jason. So they'll take the opportunity to make the attack, uh, usually on their forehand side, um, and usually with a counter spin. Yeah, it certainly is exciting to watch. Um, I once played an attacking chopper called Ding Song. 
Oh, and, yes. And he thought all of my loops were pretty weak and um, <laughs> just there to be attacked. Uh, I saw a lot of balls going right past me at a high speed. Yeah. I think the the, the, the funny – yeah, I, I actually saw um, Ding Song play fairly early when he was quite young. And um, I hadn't seen him before and I watched this guy warming up and he's just hitting the best forehands I've ever seen. And then, you know, love all, and he then off he goes and he starts chopping. I thought, oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, he, I mean, his forehand's uh, absolutely beautiful to watch. Absolutely. And it's interesting we call these players modern. It's, it's like the new style. Whenever you use these words modern or new, they just end up dating. And then... You know, when we get a different style of chopper, what are we going to call them? The modern, modern chopper? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should be, be calling them the attacking chopper like uh, Jason has. Yeah, I think that's a good name. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, great question, Jason. And next up is one from Jasper who wants to know, is it good if I add side spin on the short push? Because um, Jasper's heard it's easier to control the ball to be short and a bit harder for the opponent to control the side spin so more likely you'll get a long return. What do you think about that, Alloy? Yeah, it's a great idea, Jasper. And um, we we show you that in in one of our videos with the drop shot off a lob. Um, so we'll put a bit of a link on um, for that. But by putting some side spin on the ball, um, it is easier to keep the ball short. Now, when you when we're talking about side spin. Um, I guess it's usually on the forehand side and coming around the outside of the ball. So that's uh, that's the way uh, it's easier to get the ball short um, with that side spin. It's not um, taking the ball late and, you know, have this big wind-up and side spinning the ball. That's not the way to, to get that ball short. It's taking the ball really early off the bounce, you know, almost um, after it's just bounced on the table um, and just putting that little bit of side spin on the ball so that you uh, can get the ball short. So what it does is because it has side spin, it hasn't got as much forward momentum. So it, the ball um, wants to spin sideways rather than just jump forward, um, you know, with uh, with the backspin or the topspin. So so that's the basic theory. We're going to make a um, tutorial specifically about this, Jasper. Um, when we get a chance to to make a uh, a video next, um, hopefully we'll get a chance in the next month or two yes. um, with uh, with our restrictions. But yeah, that's uh, one of the top of the list that we'll uh, we'll make a video about. Yep. Yeah. No. Sounds good. Um, and so yeah. So how do people get started with this? Just start experimenting. Yeah, I think experimenting. So it's it's. Easier off a serve when the ball's traveling a little bit faster. Um, yeah, when the ball's traveling slower, it's hard to get that side spin on the ball. Um, and basically, you're not giving your, the the racket too much uh, forward movement at all. It's almost just like um, keeping the racket there, allowing the ball to hit the bat and having the bat at an angle um, so you're just brushing the side of the ball uh, to get that side spin on it. Um, hopefully you're getting a bit of a picture in your minds as we're describing it. But um, as I said, hopefully we'll we'll get a video out about it um, that you'll be able to see that as well. 
Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah. Be always good. And um, and yeah. So make yeah. sure you subscribe on YouTube to our videos, but also check out pingskills.com because there we have them all organised into sections that are easy to follow, and you can um, ask us questions and leave comments, and you can tick your which ones are your favourites, and so yeah. yeah. It's 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 interesting, isn't it, Jeff? We've we've had a bit of a discussion recently, and and um, and found that you know probably a lot of um, our ping skills uh, viewers uh, tend to just uh, view us on YouTube and not really go to the website. Um, yeah. But I th- I think the the website is probably something that um, for us is probably the best way to for us to communicate with you and. And to show you um, show you things in a things in a nice ordered fashion as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and easy for us to keep up with all the all the questions and all the comments. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, go to pingskills.com um, and um, you know watch uh, watch the videos on YouTube when you like. But um, yeah, you'll you'll be able to find all the videos um, in sections and, uh, and well ordered into, into different areas like serving and receiving, um, you know, training, um, those sort of things as well. So. Absolutely. Good point. Now, Alois. Yes, that's, Jeff. That's the questions done, but I have some OMG facts. But we haven't done the tip and drill of the week. Oh, do you think they should go before the OMG facts? Definitely, because we always got to finish with the bang, you know, with the with, <laughs> with the OMG facts. Because maybe the tip and drill of the week should have come before the questions. Well, maybe. <laughs> Who's hosting this show? Oh, I don't know, Jeff. This, this is terrible. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the tip of the week. Yeah, sure. Um, so the t- tip and drill of the week this week is about finding a good receiving position and a, and a good basic stance for yourself. Now, that'll vary a bit. So your basic stance, I think there's a few things that you need to think about. And the first one is just making sure you've got your knees bent, getting down a little bit lower. Have your feet fairly well um, spread as well. So we want to see you, you know, a minimum, 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 um, shoulder width, and it needs to be probably much wider than that, as wide as you can go, but still feel comfortable enough to move. Um, so that's. So what that's are some a, advantages of getting low like that? Yeah. So by getting low, you're um, one. You're starting to engage your the muscles in your legs, so that then you can spring and use those legs uh, better. Um, you know, even you know, some of you might say, "Oh, but oh, my legs are really weak, and I'm, um, you know." I can't really jump around very much, but even just getting low will start to activate them and start to allow you to move, um, you know, sideways just a little bit faster. Um, the other, the other advantage of getting lower is just there's a little, better line of sight on the ball as well. So rather than being up tall and looking down on the ball um, by just getting lower, it's easier to see the the flight of the ball um, as it's coming to you. So double yeah. double benefit. That double benefit and like the you know some players say to me oh but really hurts my legs i guess in training or in practice it will because you you're actually you know down in that position for a little bit longer but if you have a think about in a match situation the rallies only last like three to four seconds and then you've got 10 to 15 seconds 
in between the rallies. So you've yep. got plenty of time to recover. It's really just a matter of, okay, I'm ready to return. I'm going to get down and get my uh, legs bent um, a little bit more. Um, I haven't seen anyone that I feel like bends their legs too much, you know? So, so I'd encourage you to just bend more than you think that you should uh, and see what that feels like to start off with. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's your, that's your basic stance. And then also think about your receiving position. So, so what that is, is start to think about where is my opponent serving from and then think about, all right, what's, where's the best position across the table that I need to be? Um, so for example, if they're serving from my far right, so I'm facing the table and they're right over onto the right hand corner they're not going to get a big angle out to my uh, right-hand side. They're going to be more likely to play the ball out wide to my left. So what you need to do is just move yourself across a little bit just to cover those that angle, you know, and vice versa if they're on your left side, um, way over in, the other co- in that left corner, then you need to move across a bit more to your right to cover that angle of where the ball might come. Um, the, the, other, the other dimension to think about is how close to the table you should be. So if you've got an opponent that always serves, you know, just long and fast serves at you, you can, you can take half a step back away from the table. If they always serve short, then you can take half a step closer to the table. So just start to think about uh, your positioning both across the table and also uh, how close to the table uh, you want to be. Uh, when you're when you're receiving yeah yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah so um and so i guess you can um introduce this into your practice with almost any kind of drill you're doing yeah and and certainly certainly if it's a serving drill where you're where your partner's serving um and you know often when it's their turn to do the drill um you know they'll be they'll be doing the serving so think about it uh at, at those times, you know, just position yourself a little bit um, left, right, forwards, backwards, and just see if you think that you're in the best position to cover the angles and to cover the speed of the ball. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. All right, good uh, tip and drill of the week. Or did we used to call it a trill? I'm not sure I like that name. <laughs> it's not great. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and Alloys. I did. I did notice that you pointed out that um, on YouTube we did pass two hundred thousand subscribers. <gasps> yeah, I know that was uh, that sneaked up pretty quickly. I remember. Do you remember the silver? What's it called? The silver play button. That's what it's called. You're really up to date with it. That's good to I, hear. I am up with it. When we when we reached a hundred thousand subscribers, it doesn't seem all that long ago, but yes. So we've just hit two hundred thousand subscribers, which is a lot of people. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so thank you. Thank you indeed. Yes. All right. Well, now, Alice, I think it must be time for OMG Facts. Here we go. All right. OMG Facts. Uh, you, uh, you know, I uh, I do go off and research all of these OMG Facts <laughs> afterwards. But yeah, afterwards, and I, ho- yeah. I, hope, uh, I hope all of you are doing the same. We need to keep this guy honest. <laughs> it, it's in my calendar and it says it's a fact. It's, it's no need to check. Um, less than 1% of books published sell more than 50,000 copies. 
Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I, I know books are hard to sell. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So there you go. Um, Tetris is the most popular video game of all time. It has sold about 150 million units in its various forms. Yeah, you know, like I, I do not like video games. Not I don't like them. I just <laughs> they just don't interest me at all. But Tetris, I could, I did have a little um, period where I went through a bit of a Tetris phase. I think it sort of appeals to my. Um, um, the order as well, you know, putting yeah. things in boxes and yeah, it's quite, yep. quite a nice game, you know, nice and it, neat game. It is, isn't it? I'm not, I'm not disputing any of your, either of your facts so far, Jeff. All right. Well, here's another one. OMG. Q is the only letter in the alphabet that does not appear in the name of any of the United States. Oh, oh, Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yes, and butter was the first food product allowed by law to have artificial colouring. Was it? Yes. And what back in 19... What's that? What colour is butter in its natural form? Oh, that's a good question. I think it might be like black or something that really didn't appeal. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm making that up a little bit. I'm not... Yeah, you're definitely making that up. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah, there you go. Good. I think they thought it would butter. No, surely butter's not black. That was no. margarine. Yeah, no, you're, you're just making stuff up now. Can you just stick to the facts, Jeff? Yeah, I'll stick to the facts. Yeah. In in 1968, the first interracial kiss on television took place on Star Trek. Star Trek, 1968. Yep, 1968. There you first go. interracial kiss on television. We and are. spoons are a millennia older than forks. Forks are late to the party. See, now, I like that because I think people use forks way too much when they're Really? Eating. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the spoon. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you're trying to get the stuff out, the last bits out of a out of a bowl, right? Yeah, well, then you need a spoon. You have to have a spoon. You do. Yeah, you're right. But I see way too many people using a fork. And, and even, but even the last few things on a plate, you know, like they, people are trying to scrub, you know, scrape them up with a fork. Come on, the guys. What if you just want to pick something up? You just stab it and pick it up. Correct. That it has its purpose. I'm not saying it doesn't have its purpose, but <laughs> I think. But you need the spoon. You definitely need the spoon, and the spoon is is underrated. Oh, there you opinion. go. Well, I've got two more. I've got to, I've got to get these two. I know it's a long OMG, but look, um, it costs twenty thousand dollars per football game to broadcast the yellow line. That's like American football. You've got that yellow line on the TV. Twenty thousand dollars per football game to Surely broadcast the yellow line. Well, there you go. Well, you know, like on the swimming, they've got that world record line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the yellow line in the football is like where they need to get to the, you it's know, the, the first, ten yards to get a first, first down. down. Right. Okay. Twenty thousand dollars per football game. That's that a lot. can't but, be but right. It's in your, it's Jeff. It's in calendar in your OMG facts. It's correct. <laughs> oh dear. In fact, and in fact, it's probably know. gone up since since that was printed. <laughs> yeah. And last one, it's impossible to hum. While holding your nose. 
Oh, see, now I'm going to have to try and do it. Try it. Hold your nose and hum. (laughs) (laughs) This is great audio. I think I just died, but that's okay. It is actually hard. It is. Yeah, it is hard. I, I think you can still hum a little. Mm. I don't think you're, you're blocking your nose enough or holding your nose enough. You're just trying to make me suffocate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay, if that's... anyone can do that at home, let us know. If you can hum while holding your nose, yeah. You make you know make a YouTube video about it or something because you are one in a one in a billion if you can yeah. do that. Yeah, and um, post it to well, send, yeah, yeah, just tag tag ping skills in there somewhere and. Um, <laughs> Put it on our blog. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Make sure to check out pinkandsteels.com. And of course, thank you, Alloys. Thank you, Jeffrey. And people, please stay safe out there. Indeed. See you next week. Bye.